Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Untold Physio Stories, the podcast that's five to 10 minutes long, where you hear interesting cases, failures more than successes, and uh, you have occasionally guests with other interesting cases and stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E with Modern Manual Therapy, the Eclectic Approach and Edge Mobility System, as well as Updoc Media. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild, physical therapist with Modern Patient Education under the Eclectic Approach, and also blogging hopefully more than occasionally, on ModernManualTherapy.com. It is hard to blog regularly, for sure. All right. So Andrew actually told a success story last time, and I have a success story, which is great, because normally I talk about how miserably I failed at something, and often Andrew does too, which often makes for a more interesting story. But I thought this was a good end of one sample case. Uh, so there was a, a young high-level gymnast I was working with. She's maybe 13 or 14. Um, very, very kyphotic. Um, and people don't realize when you see someone who can easily do splits and who's generally lax, like they're nine out of nine on a Brighton or Brighton hypermobility scale. And I never know which one it is because if you Google it, it's both. So they're often systemically hypermobile, but they're also often very hypomobile where the average person is hypomobile. And a lot of gymnasts do have a lot um, stiffness in their thoracic spine, and they're just super lax, potentially in their shoulders or their lumbar spine, and you can't really tell when they're doing handstands and things like that. So anyway, uh, we had worked on her thoracic mobility, and it, she was a slow responder earlier in the year, like January and February. Uh, her wall angel, her wall slide test, she was barely able to kind of get her elbows um, even our arms flat against the wall. If you imagine someone sticking like a gun to your back and uh, you, you're really supposed to be able to put your arms flat against the wall and slide them up. And I like the elbows to be able to reach the apex of the head while you're still in lumbar neutral. And that's very difficult to do for, for people. And people don't realize, even gymnasts, that it's difficult. She was having trouble a long time ago, earlier in the year uh, with handstands. And if you think that someone is having difficulty with having their arms directly over their head, that would make her lumbar spine kind of go into a little bit more extension, lower low doses. And that's why she was having trouble with handstands because her shoulders are so stiff. That makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So just recently, maybe about a, a month or two ago, she uh, was doing some high bar work and she fell into the pits and landed on um, a big soft mat, but she rolled and kind of, uh, became very, very protracted in her shoulders. So at first it just seemed like she had um, a rib sprain and acutely I saw her that day. She had difficulty breathing. She had difficulty with trunk rotation, uh, neck and shoulders seemed to be clear and it seemed to be very much thoracic. So we got that under control. I just gave her very light like trunk rotation exercises and told her to hold off gymnastics for a week or two. Uh, fast forward three or four weeks, she's pretty much back to almost everything except for bars. It, it really hurts 
when she's um, swinging all the ra- way around on bars and also at the like the apex of her swing think of it like the top of a kettlebell swing um, it was it was painful at the top of the swing where there's like no momentum um, and not necessarily at the bottom where there's all the weight on your arm it was just it was painful at a just very specific point in her rib and I just thought oh you know what's going on here so I had uh, she had full trunk mobility, deep breath no longer hurt, and that particular side, even though she passed the wall test, she was a bit more unstable in her scapula. She had to upwardly rotate and abduct it quite a bit more. She had a lack of scapular stability, uh, so I definitely prescribed overhead kettlebell carries for that. Yet at the same time, I I tried uh, I had to to be able to dem uh, demonstrate or had to be able to replicate like the litmus test. And I wasn't going to have her, I couldn't pre and post test her and have her like swing up on the high bar every single time. It just wouldn't have been practical, you know? Uh, so we, we figured out that if she rolled on like an ab roller, that at the end of the ab roll, it reproduced her rib pain. Uh, so I had her coach just kind of stabilize her rib, um, almost like a, a mulligan mobilization with movement, what I call functional mobilization, because I don't officially teach from a mulligan group. Um, and and when, she sta- when she stabilized it, the she was able to roll all the way in and out without any pain. So I just thought, oh, you know, her scapular instability, when she's challenged at like the, the apex of a swing, when she's swinging around, that's actually causing her ribs to, since her scapula is, up, is upwardly rotating and abducting excessively, potentially her ribs are just their previously sprained ribs, which are still sensitized, are probably moving just a little bit too much into upward rotation. Um, so I told a coach, hey, you know what? Maybe you, you should just kinesio tape those, or you should, oh, I already gave away the story. You should just tape those ribs. And I meant for her to use athletic tape. So two weeks go by and I, I follow up with the coach and the athlete and they both say, Oh, it's a lot, you know, been being taped for two, three weeks. It's entirely pain-free. Um, coach is really happy. She's like, yeah, I've been taping her every time. And um, I went to go follow up with the athlete. And she's like, oh, I don't even have the tape on today. I took it off because it's been doing so well this week. And uh, I go back to the coach, and it turns out that she's, she's using kinesio tape instead, <laughs> instead of athletic tape, which actually doesn't stabilize anything, as you know, which it's more just like it's elastic, right? Proprioceptive feedback, yeah. Right, right. so... It wasn't quite it wasn't quite as unstable as I thought, or hyper hyper mobile as I thought. If kinesio tape made it better, I mean, certainly kinesio tape could have limited the mobility, but not as much as I would have liked. Because I thought she maybe needed kind of like hard taping for a, uh, a couple weeks, but it turns out she didn't. More uh, more non-specific effects at work. Absolutely right. What. In, in general, do you find that with you know your experience with you know seeing. Uh, you know, younger patients and, and gymnastics, a gymnast, do you find that, because you said that earlier on, she had been a slow responder with certain things. Do you find that people are slow responders in some areas and rapid responders in others? And do you have any kind of ideas of why that might be? Well, it's part of, part of my courses when I teach clinical practice patterns that when someone is bilaterally limited in overhead mobility and they're bilaterally limited, like moderate or severe in trunk rotation, that they tend to, it tends to be mostly thoracic. And for whatever reason, it's not necessarily because 
they slouch all the time because I'm a slow responding in thoracic mobility. I think it was from my years and years of sitting up straight because I was just like in PT school, I thought the posture was bad and good. So I sat up straight, like ramrod straight. And I feel like I, I, I gave myself, you know, my own uh, self fusion because I'm just so stiff. I just never moved. And I'm always working on my mobility, you know? Um, I, I don't know why the thoracic spine tends to be stiff and more slower responding. Um, I feel like certain areas that have more of a capacity to move, have more of a capacity to stiffen up, like the shoulder potentially can be frozen or the hip potentially can be frozen or the ankle potentially can be slower responding. So I don't know if it has anything to do with the degree and the capacity of movement uh, with more freedom of movement also makes it more likely to be frozen <laughs> or, or slow responding. I have no idea. And I don't think anyone really knows what the etiology, you know, of a yeah. frozen shoulder is or a true frozen hip outside of someone just self immobilizing for a long enough time to actually develop true issues in the tissues. I mean, that's kind of like, we, we don't really know why, but we know that if it doesn't improve immediately and someone's dramatically limited in all planes, they're a lot less likely to, you're, you're not going to hit a home run and get 90% of mobility back in one or two visits. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. I just know uh, how, 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 how to educate it and how to tell them they're going to respond. Yeah. I think that's a really good point too with the, the traditionally uh, people who are deemed like hypermobile, like your gymnasts or dancers, is that they still, because they have so much mobility, it's easy to look past areas where they might have a little bit of stiffness, which oftentimes we do see in the thoracic spine or uh, sometimes other places like the ankles, depending on what their activity is. Right. For sure. Someone, you know, they, they might have, instead of 20 degrees, they might, their uninvolved side might have 20 degrees of ankle dorsiflexion and their, in, their uh, involved side uh, or the uninvolved side might have like 25 degrees of ankle dorsiflexion. And you don't really know their involved side is limited until you check their uninvolved side. And it's like, it's hypermobile compared to the average person. Right. Right. Uh, or someone who, like a gymnast or a dancer, who could you tell them to touch their, you know, cursory because you know they're going to be good at it. Uh, touch your to- touch your toes, and they need a hole dug in front of them, and they could like just keep on going past their toes. It doesn't mean that their their thoracic spine isn't stiff, right? Or that they're just not very mobile in hip flexion, right? Because um, a lot of these guys can just they have hamstrings for days. Yes, and I've seen dancers and swimmers who have. You know, it looks like they have great extension, for example, but they're getting all lumbar extension and they have zero hip extension. And that can be oh yeah that you see a lot. They definitely they definitely have very good hip flexion and hip extension is typically not great. <laughs> all right. Well, we hope we threw in some pearls and I hope that helps you as an end of one. Um, I, I don't know what the lesson is. Tape. Taping works great. But, <laughs> Taping uh, works even when, sometimes even, unintended. Even when you... Even when you do it wrong. So, well, I'm Dr. E with the Eclectic Approach, Modern Manual Therapy, and Edge Mobility System. Follow me on social media, modmt.com slash Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. So you can follow me on your social media platform of choice. Check out an Eclectic Approach course live and online, now online at modmt.com slash online seminar, and currently $50 off as our introductory price. Uh, Check out all our products on edgemobilitysystem.com. Make sure to rate us on iTunes, check us out on Spotify and on Google Play or Google Podcasts. 
And Andrew, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, Instagram at ASRothschildPT, uh, R-O-T-H-S-C-H-I-L-D. Um, also occasionally blogging on ModernManualTherapy.com and Modern pa- Patient Education. All right. And have a great day. And also th- thanks to Up Doc Media for hosting.